Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. She is a comedian and panelist from the Now You've Seen It podcast, Alice Lauren. And he is Curtis Blaze of the Better Off Dead Minute and Time Bandits Minute podcasts. It may take us years to get anywhere. We'll have no money, no decent place to live. We'll have to work, get kicked around. But at least we have this episode! Uh, been, a, been a couple of weeks since we got together. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. Watching you some best minutes of our lives movie. Have you been? Oh, you know, it's been it's been all right. It's been all right. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I don't know if I said this before, but we're watching minute one hundred and fourteen of this movie, in which Al uh, is getting drunk at a bank social, where he's getting an award. Do I have that right? As one and does, yeah. And it ends with him also still like getting drunker at a at a bank social award, and getting Fair. in trouble with his, and getting in trouble with his wife. Fair enough. With like the weirdest angle, I really like. Why? Why are we filming this entire scene from this? Like, are we as if we're like standing behind someone? I don't. I do not understand. Like, we had from the last minute, we had it like from the front. You know, he's. At, not the head of the table, I don't know, I'm kind of thinking of it, like, at a wedding, like, you have, like, the important people, yeah, the important people in, like, one little table, and it's just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why we have to see it from this weird, this weird camera angle. We should see him from the front. The side view isn't doing him any favors. You know, that isn't something I thought of. Now that you've said it, I'm trying to find a, a view where I can see who we're sitting behind. It's like we're at the table... Three, four down from him. Yeah, but like we're behind someone. Like it's, it's not an auditorium. It's literally like a table. So it's like I'm standing behind a man's shoulder, like you know, trying to listen in. Like I don't. We're we're just children standing behind our dads. I guess I don't know. Like monster cam. Monster. I know. I was trying to figure. Yeah. I mean, you're the you're the expert on on angles, but. Oh I no, just, no! No, you're not. I know. I was gonna. All I can, all I can think of is like fisheye. I'm like, this isn't fisheye. Although, can you imagine? <laughs> oh no! It, it's like we're okay. So, monster cam is the uh, theory that the camera is the monster that's stalking the uh, the naked coed or whatever uh, in a movie, and you've got the uh, you've got the camera playing that role. The role we're playing is uh, uh, like part of your cam. We're sitting behind this guy. We can't quite see everything. Super voyeuristic. Yeah, that's what it is. It is a heroic angle for him, though. We've mm-hmm. got this very dramatic light on him that's giving him... That's, uh, like, you know, de-accenting his sort of jowl. So he's got a nice, you know, clean, strong chin happening. Mm-hmm. And he's looking right into the light. And he's giving the speech as if he's this hero that they are honoring him to be. Yet we know... That uh, this is going to go wrong pretty soon. Oh yeah, this is this is an epic flame out for sure. Yeah, this is this is a fun this is a fun minute for sure. This is it's it's, it's a little funny. I mean, we've seen some uh, 
speech givers, I don't know what's a better word for that, you would think I could podcast, uh, orators, who, uh, who, <laughs> nice, who, I was gonna say speechifiers, you. so you speechifiers, are, speechifiers, who, uh, yeah, who, uh, <laughs> who, who've given us some very interesting speeches in the last few years, and this is kind of reminiscent of that. Oh my god, I never even thought about that. I won't, I won't mention his name, but, you know, some interesting orators. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, the thing that really stands out about this for me is uh, she has just forked off drink number five onto the table. <laughs> With her cocaine fork, as we established in the last minute. <laughs> the cocaine fork. <laughs> number five. Well, at this time, he asks him, or rather, really just tears the bottle out of his hand and says, just leave this here. This bottle, man, it looks like a Coke bottle. But I don't know if you would recognize it as that because it looks like a Coke bottle from the 80s. The 80s? Like, uh, yeah, maybe not that. Because I know there, there used to be, like, the glass bottles or, like, sometimes I'll see at the grocery store, like, Mexican Coke or whatever, where it's, like, the glass bottle and it's all sugary but, like, no preservatives or whatever. So maybe that, but still even... Fa- this one's even fancier. Yeah. Well, we had... Eight-ounce bottles, like you have probably seen at the grocery store. And then mm-hmm. we had 12-ounce bottles, which held as much as a, a can. Hmm. As as the 80s wore on, we started to become bigger consumers of things, and, and Coke bottles got bigger. Now <laughs> it's started, a decanter, yeah. But it, wasn't, but it wasn't the plastic bottles yet. It was just right. a bigger glass bottle, and that's what this resembles. What is in that bottle? Coke. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, that's what it looks right? Am I looking? It looks like a dark liquid. Yeah, from what I could see, it's yeah. He just he has a sugar addiction. That's it. That's what it is. It's not. It's not. It, he's it, not he alcoholic. Is. He's just. He's just a child. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the older he gets, the younger he is. <laughs> yeah. But but seriously though, uh, what is that? If it's wine. Mm-hmm. Then he's drinking wine. And if he's had five wines, that's not great, but that's not cause for concern necessarily at this point. Yeah. If it's and and he's drinking out of sort of a liquor glass. Mm-hmm. But it's bigger than a shot glass. It that, must yeah. just be some sort of whiskey or scotch. Yeah. Or bourbon. Be. Or bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. No way, it's grape juice. <laughs> You're such an innocent Alice. An innocent Alice, yeah. What? I just love that she's like going back to her Looking like she's cutting the the tablecloth with her cocaine fork. <laughs> like I don't. It's just it reminds me of like at like a child's birthday party. Like you just have that like cheap tablecloth and you can just kind of rip it easily. I'm just imagining that. But yeah, just yes. Yeah, it's, it's a child's tablecloth. They're about to have like a a pizza party and cake. And that look on her face when he takes that takes that drink. She is really like not into his alcoholism anymore. And he doesn't even yeah. beat her yet, so you know it's a right. problem. Right. Oh, damn. What's fun is, turn the sound way down and just watch this. Just watch Myrna Loy's acting. I, I, I'm watching her expression, and it's like... I know, it's 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 the centerpiece of the... It's like, <laughs> so passive-aggressive, I love it. <laughs> she looks like... She is not in control of this. She wishes she were in control of this. She knows her husband is in trouble. Well, that man sitting next to her too is like yeah, just kind his of... facial expressions are fantastic as well. 
I know. Like, both oh, of them, here we go. Like, <laughs> both of them are, are silently just sitting there going, what in the hell have we gotten ourselves into? This guy came back from the war, and I'm having this big dinner in honor of him, because he's the president of the, yeah. of the bank. And he just about said, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Well, that's what... It, all is, this, is that... this bank, and your stupid tuxedos, and your stupid flowers, and your houses, and home loan loans, and all of your stuff. It's all bullshit, I tell you. Bullshit. Pounds the table, drinks fall over, forks fall on the floor. So that's... Is, it like, is that what he was mouthing? Like Because I was like, yeah, what word is he thinking of? Well, probably to put this in context, he says... It's time to get down to brass tacks and face the facts and go fishing, yeah. the war and all of this stuff. I can sum it all up in one word. And then uh, Millie gives him this look, and he and he notices it. Thank God through the through the alcoholic haze. <laughs> Here's what I think is fantastic. Here's what I think is the most fantastic thing about that is she does like a little cough, but she doesn't like cover her mouth. It's like she grabs like. Not grabs her neck, that's a little too much, but like touches her neck, like, <clears throat> and I'm like, that is not how people fake cough, real cough, not really, you know. Maybe if you know you got like a, you know, itch in your throat or something, maybe. But like, I just think like that was the most insane acting that she just, you know, usually like if you're trying to fake cough, you kind of like, you know, cover your mouth a little bit, like you know, cover up, like pretend that you're actually coughing, you know, and. uh she she touches her her throat and I'm like what no no that's not no that's the most like you know awful <laughs> I just fake coughed I've ever seen. I think what she was trying to convey as an actress is that she was really on the verge of actually saying something and then at the last minute tried to turn it into a cough. Mm. Like the actress was making this choice for this character. Interesting. So that we feel that tension of, you know, we're sitting here going, are you going to say something? And then it, it, it appears to us as we look at her that she's about to say something. And then she brings her hand to her throat and, and does a little cough like like she had not really planned any of this. I can't imagine that. I just feel like, especially, well, not just in this time period, but especially in this time period, I can't imagine her... Having, I don't want to say having the balls. That sounds like completely wrong for this time period. But having the balls to, you know, be like, yo, that's not what she would have said. But can you imagine? I'm so sorry. I just imagine. Uh-oh. I just imagine. I can't. I imagine her saying, yo, I can't do it. Wow. I can't. Your, your imagination is really failing you right now. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Yo, Al. <laughs> she oh, no. does a really deep voice, so she sounds like a guy from the other side of the table. <laughs> so no one knows it's her. Takes of this scene, of this movie. Uh, oh, 
like it's a modern comedy and they they just kept the some guy is just like keep the film rolling <laughs> And it's 1946, so a film canister weighs, you know, 46 pounds and has to be put on the side of the camera with, oh a, with like, a forklift. And it only and it only lasts for, like, about 29 seconds. So there's just a bunch of, a bunch of grips that are just constantly reloading this film while they do take after take after take. Well, don't, well, don't, don't they have outtakes on YouTube, though? From, and I think she was actually one of the actresses who, like, was kind of, would swear, you know, whatever, something like that. Like, I mean, they did have outtakes back then, and they were funny. <laughs> On YouTube, they, they, they have them where they're just, like, swearing, and they're just like, oh, like, because you, you, you imagine them in a certain way, and then, you know, in the in the 40s and earlier, and then something they're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen out, in fact, just recently I saw an outtake of that. Mm-hmm. Are we both fans of the Flop House? Is that what we're both thinking of? Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. Because they did some some B roll of outtakes of people. Like, oh my god! Messing up back in the old days. Can you imagine being an actor? Okay, so being an actor these days, it's still a professional job, and you still have to yeah. act professional, and there's still expectations, and and you're embarrassed for yourself when you don't act professionally. But imagine yeah. in 1946 when. Film canisters do weigh 46 pounds, and it's a lot of work to change them, and you mess something up like that, just like, oh. And they have the one, I think, outtake that was like, oh, nuts. <laughs> I'm like, that's fantastic. Everything was perfect. <laughs> uh, golly gee whiz, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one I saw, it's like Humphrey Bogart going, Here's looking at you, kiddo. Here's looking at you, child. Ah, oh, kid. Oh. Take it, take it again. <laughs> Everyone reset to one. Yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupid Humphrey. Oh my God! Now I want to do like a whole thing of just like, like almost their movie quotes, and it's just like that. that that's what no other podcast is doing. Like almost their movie lines. Like we're gonna need a bit of. Bigger butt or something, you know, something. <laughs> we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger ship. <laughs> I've never even seen that movie. I'm just trying to think of like what's. So getting back to getting back to our minute here. Oh sure, sure. The, we're talking about uh, Mirna Loy uh, having yeah. this great like acting scene, just face acting. You can just right. tell she is just us wincing, cringing along to what her husband's about to do. The mm-hmm. ass he's about to make of himself, or at least, you know, pretty close. But the boss also, the president of the bank, remind me of that actor's name. He is... I can name him anything. Melvin? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, everything is setting me off today. I'm looking at these actors' names, and I'm losing my mind. Because it's Virginia Mayo. <laughs> because it's Virginia Mayo. Hold on, hold on. I can get it out. Virginia Mayo and Hoagie Carmichael. <laughs> it's all about sandwiches. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I can't. I just can't stop laughing because Virginia Mayo and Hoagie Carmichael. Probably, probably two of the most famous people from that time period. And you're uh... laughing at their, their sandwich names, yeah. There are 96-year-old people right now yelling at their phone. 
Oh yeah, who are listening to this pod? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, they're angry Hoagie. with you right now. My son was named Hoagie. Yeah. <laughs> Hoagie Carmichael, one of the most beloved uh, entertainers <laughs> of the time. I've never heard of him before. Actually, I've never and you're like, that wasn't anyone. that a sandwich with some salami in it? Right. <laughs> That's a cute name. Oh my gosh, I want to have a baby just to name him Hoagie. <laughs> I'm looking you up in ten years and seeing if you had a baby and named him Hoagie. That's it. That's it. Oh gosh. But anyways, okay. I think his name is Ray Ray Collins. I was just I'm sorry. I was looking at like the whole cast and it just struck me. Um, right. Well, Ray Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, his acting is just as subtle and kind of as brilliant as yeah. as Myrna's here because he is not. You know. You know, actually, this whole scene, if I can just, like, take us back down a notch from just laughing at our own jokes, this whole scene is really well done because the laughter that's happening is not people laughing along with him. It is nervous laughter of, oh, I can't believe we're here. Like, the entire room is cringing. Oh, yeah, everyone's annoyed. The waiter, the waiter that he was like, hey, leave this here. The waiter is pissed. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, this guy is just being an ass. Yeah. And, okay, look at this guy clear on the left. Clear on the left of the screen with the glasses. Watch his reaction as this comes up. He kind of looks over at the guy that's sitting in front of us. And it's like, he gives him him that eyebrow up. Like, I can't believe, in the year of our Lord, 1946, (laughs) this guy's about to say bullshit during a speech in public. (laughs) Except for for his wife stopping him with with a little cough. And then that kind of gives everyone the excuse. Everybody laughs. It's like a joke. But this scene really illustrates kind of the point of the movie is that these vets had a hard time adjusting when they came back from the war. 100%. This guy, this guy was a leader in the war. He went off and he, he was a sergeant or he was a whatever he was. Mm-hmm. And he still doesn't know it's not appropriate to act like this. And this is even the place he worked before he went to the war. Such a hard time is he having to adjusting. Right, he's kind of lost back. his level of decorum in in, yeah. in this sort of setting, yeah. Well, it reminds me of this movie that you haven't seen called uh, Hamburger Hill. And it was about Vietnam vets. Yeah. And and uh, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, have you seen it? I don't think so. It sounds huh? delicious. Is it like, is it like Good Burger? Or no? <laughs> it's more like Hamburger Helper. Oh, I see, I see. Um, this guy is sitting around talking to his boys. And he says, you know... I go home on leave, and I'm sitting around the table, and the last time I was home was seven months ago, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here, and my, my mom serves me some potatoes, and I said, Mom, these are nice potatoes! You know, he, he's making the point that he can't get the war out of him. He can't get his experience out of him. Yeah. He knows he shouldn't be telling his mom, he shouldn't be swearing at his mom at the at the table, but he is just... Once you are in war, you're just stuck there. Mm-hmm. Your mind can't leave that. And this is the struggle we're watching here with uh, with Al. Al is... Al is having a... He's on the verge of breakdown here at minute 114. Yeah. And he doesn't even know it. And he's in denial about it. And his wife knows it's about to happen. And it's just, I don't know, very sad. And I think it's kind of brilliant that a film in 1946 was brave enough to depict this because this is a nuanced performance if it came out today 
you know, when we when we know way more about PTSD and we know way more about the horrors of war and and how it affects people. Back then, back then, the way to deal with that was to just not talk about it. I mean, we have a whole generation of people that just don't talk about the war, or we had. I mean, they're you know going away more and more every day, but right. their way yeah. of their day of dealing with with this was just to you know put your chin up and and carry forward and not let it get you down and pretend you know if you pretend there isn't a problem then there isn't a problem right drink and and, and force it down yeah yeah but we we do see the vices and we do see the sort of speaking up about it so we we saw all this stuff i mean the doctors in the in the hospitals saw the stuff coming home and you know the and they were dealing with it how they could but i don't it doesn't seem like the general public that isn't the. It isn't the. It isn't my impression that the general public knew how difficult it was for these guys to adjust. Growing up as I did in the seventies and eighties, every movie I saw about this just said something like, "Oh, you know, Grandpa doesn't talk about his time during the war," and Grandpa is otherwise always depicted as just a nice guy. Yeah, I was. I was surprised, pleasantly, but surprised nonetheless that there weren't. There wasn't any suicide in this film. I mean, I feel like we almost, we almost had it. Um, yeah. But I, I was, I was surprised. Well, what I was surprised about in this film was what's the guy that lost his hands? Right, that was what I was talking about. Um, um, I thought we were gonna, I thought our kind of point of view character for how bad things can get was gonna be that guy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, when, when, when Homer... I, I thought I, I could have sworn. I mean, I am so happy that he was. I don't say that he was happy, but you know, happy at the end. But yeah, I, I thought that's it. You know, he's he's the one that something's going to go very very wrong, right? Even more wrong can, than than already. So. And when he was like breaking out that window and scaring the kids, yeah, I was like, oh man, this is it. He's killing someone and then himself. It's it, just another thing that makes this movie feel real to me. I like that we're following multiple people as well because people have sort of different experiences, some similarities, um, but yeah, that we're not just following one one soldier. We've got the guy that saw hell and is just trying to drink and suppress himself. We've got the guy that's just lost and he doesn't know what to do with himself and he's just going through life. And then we've got the guy that lost his hands and is just trying to trying to go home and be a good son again. And yeah, but anyway. We've gone pretty far afield from this minute. I know. I love how we went, we went from like laughing hysterically to like really serious <laughs> kind of stuff. We might want to like put the serious. For, I don't know. Put the serious first, and then we can go back to like Millie Stevenson, laugh. stepmom getting stuck in the dryer <laughs> kind of stuff. That's right. That's right. Let's run away. You can find the Best Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, thebestminutes.com. You can find The Best Minutes podcast on Facebook at Butch's Place, The Best Years of Our Lives, Listener's Cafe, and on Twitter at The Best Minutes. You might not know this, but there are over 170 other Movies by Minutes podcasts available at moviesbyminutes.com. I'm Curtis Blaze, and you can find me at thetimebanditsminute.com and blazeportraits.com. 
And I'm Alice Lauren, and you can find me on Twitter at PodSocialite and on TikTok at PodcastSocialite. Join us here next time on the Best Minutes Podcast. Good Good night. night. Hey, Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.